0: Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, a fortnightly news and discussion show where we talk about geek culture, the things that geeks love and geeks love to hate. Uh, The show is hosted by the biggest super pal, Brandon Maines, and by me, Jelly, Uh, though my mother likes to call me Daniel Farrelly. It's Friday, the 16th of November. 2012 and this is episode 3 hello bean hello jelly have you ever eaten uh one of those like store bought ice cream cakes
1: uh i think everyone has really so yes yes i have <laughs> okay.
0: yeah you know you know the ones with like the the hundreds and thousands and stuff uh the other day uh i discovered uh, I discovered some biscuits I guess well they're they're cookies. They're they Oreos, really. Um so I discovered Oreos. Uh but these are spe- specific uh ones. Like, th- these are hundreds and thousands Oreos and I swear to you I swear they taste exactly like uh ice cream cake.
1: That's that's interesting i mean do they are they cold is is it is it like that (laughs) time it tastes like ice cream cake or is it just the uh the the right mixture of, of, of flavors
0: i think it's just the right mixture of flavors it's the you know the creamy center part of the oreo uh the uh it has got the hundreds and thousands in it and it's kind of a little bit colorful because of the hundreds and thousands that are in it uh and it tastes like It it really does. It has the even has the texture of ice cream cake, like because it's got the soft bits and the slightly ever so slightly crunchy. Yeah.
1: See, it's funny you say that because I I don't like that's that's why I don't like hundreds and thousands is because they're crunchy and they're always put on things that I like soft like ice cream (laughs) or cookies. So you know, it's it's you're not selling it for me, jelly. You know. (sighs) That
0: makes me sad, Bean. It makes me sad. But then we're not, we're no, uh, you, you and I are no strangers to disagreeing on things. Uh, we've disagreed on Apple and Microsoft.
1: Well, I don't think we've disagreed that much.
0: No, it's we're, more, that's true. We mostly it, it, we're it, it, mostly in agreement.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's mostly I'm I'm more hopeful about Microsoft than you are. I think is what it is. Not <laughs> <I'm> really disagree
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, um, well, let's. Uh, we've we, I believe we have a little bit of. F- follow-up from the last episode so do we want to jump straight into that
1: yeah we'll start with star wars star wars um so I, i assume you remember uh last podcast last episode uh we discussed uh lucasfilm being bought by disney uh and them announcing that they'd be releasing the next movie in the series in uh 2015 right um well they've announced who the screenwriter will be for that movie and that's Michael Arndt who wrote where is it? uh Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story 3 uh amongst other things but those are his two uh I guess biggest movies.
0: Right. Um, I think I think that's pretty good uh, that's a that's a pretty good sign. I mean um I can't speak on Little Miss Sunshine because I've never really seen it but uh, neither have I. I mean Toy Story Toy Story 3 is I think a pretty decent movie. Uh, it's certainly, you know, it, 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 I mean, it's got its critics, but you know, it's it's you know, definitely had it definitely had a lot of tear-jerk moments and that sort of thing, which I think uh, could definitely benefit uh, benefit the Star Wars franchise.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have any, because um, I don't have anything to say against him at this point. Like you know, like, like I was saying, I, I hadn't seen I haven't seen Little Miss Sunshine. Um, and I enjoyed, you know, Toy Story three, and it's as as much as neither of those is, you know, the space opera that Star Wars is. Um, you know, like if you only let people who had done it before do it, you'd never have anyone doing it because no one would ever get the the chance to to prove themselves.
0: Right, and at um, least at least in this case, uh, he does have the guidance of uh, George Lucas. I forgot his name for just a moment there. Uh yeah, it's it's not like he's he you
1: know he's an important figure in in our generation's cultures. So, oh that's all right, you don't need i know
0: who he is. <laughs> Look. I, I have to be perfectly honest, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. And I'm not really a big Star Trek fan either. I'm but I mean I uh, I understand like I understand the importance on especially um science fiction that that uh, those both of those franchises have brought to the table, so I think it's I think they're important. You know, I, and I'd definitely, uh, I definitely I would definitely um, go that far, but I'm, I'm 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 no fan of the of the franchises. Uh,
1: well, it's all right, Jelly, because I still accept you even when you're horribly horribly
0: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you're wrong about the uh you're wrong about the Oreo cookies, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I look, I think I think that uh in the case of in in the case of the the new movies, it's it's definitely something uh there's something to be said for having um you know, Lucas involved in, you know, uh, in that, like, in that sort of a capacity where he's just kind of overseeing and, uh, being, you know, the creative consultant, I guess, on, on the, uh, on the franchise as it goes into the future. The, um, the idea is not
1: the, not yeah. The yeah.
0: Like we said last week and uh, last episode rather. And, uh, so I think, I think that, i'm still i'm still po- i'm still positive about the about the the movies i guess um i'll definitely go i'll still go and see them it's not like i, I hate star wars and refuse to see any of it uh, i'll definitely go and you know go and see them uh give them you know give them the shot that they deserve um but you know no promises and i certainly don't think that the these ones will disappoint like like the like the uh the last few did um there was a lot of kind of Built up tension, I guess, in waiting for the new movies because, like, they'd been waiting a long time, and you know the movies had been so great and that sort of stuff. So there was, uh, I think, uh, you know, there's, there was a lot of um, anticipation that got, uh, you know, that got smashed and crushed, crushed underfoot when uh, when the when episodes one, two, and three uh, arrived, uh, you know, on the scene. Um, So, you know, they they certainly can't be any worse. You know, the coming movies can't be any worse than that that feeling, I think. Right. You know. And speaking of disappointments, do you see what I did there? I I did. (laughs) The Microsoft Surface, uh, I've got a little bit of follow-up on that because in the couple of weeks uh since we talked about it uh microsoft has actually come out with a uh an faq i guess about the surface uh and it it basically says that the hard drive space that's on or hard disk space uh that's on the surfaces uh is not what you would expect uh in that because the, there's two models right and uh I believe you mentioned that in our first episode uh so there's the thirty two gig model and the sixty four gig model and they like and the operating system takes up a very big chunk of those uh so the thirty two gig surface. Has approximately sixteen gig free hard disk space. Uh, the sixty-four gig version has about forty-five gig of free hard disk space. That's a big, that, like that's a big difference.
1: Yeah, I mean that's well, it's about sixteen, probably. <laughs> and so, I, I mean that's, that's a it's a huge number.
0: And I like uh, you know I, I come from you know being being an Apple fanboy, I guess. You know the the device that like Apple's you know iOS does not take up that much space, not even. Uh the the you know the thirty two gig model iPad I think has around thirty gig of free available space for you to use, um, and I think this kind of explains a little bit why they haven't a released Microsoft that is hasn't released a. A 16 gig version, uh,
1: there'd be zero gigs left.
0: Yeah, because there'd be there would be no gigs. Uh, and also, why the, it's it's priced so competitively uh, against the 16 gig iPad?
1: Yeah, because that, that's all you're getting is the is is the 16 what, gig. What, what would be, I guess, the the base model for the I, iPad? But not not quite Microsoft's defense. But I guess that's the only explanation I can see. Um, is that I, I know one of the things that comes pre installed on the RT tablets is, is Office. Um, sure. And I, and I know that at least on my, on my computer, for instance, like Office does take up a, not 16 gigs worth of space, but it, it does, you know, it, it is a sizable install. Um, and since the, the version on, on the tablet is, is supposed to be the full version of Office, um, that, I mean, that could easily eat up. At least a couple of gigs worth of uh, worth of space. That doesn't explain where the other, you know, thirteen, fourteen gigs went, but it it does. It does at least cover some of you know a tiny bit of that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, like take into consideration though, this is like this is just the RT version of of windows that's on these on these tablets the 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 full version of windows like the the pro t- surface hasn't even been released yet and that that's the one that's going to be running the actual full scale uh operating system so the question is like if this is a stripped down version of windows what's the full one going to be like it's going to be uh like the the size of it is is insane i i just don't, i don't understand how how uh you know that's like how that's acceptable, especially since like they're tout- they're not touting them as being you know it's oh, it's, it's sixteen gig you know it's a sixteen gig um, you know uh, tablet they're touting it as being a thirty two gig tablet but that's it's only a thirty two gig tablet if you remove all the stuff that actually makes it run exactly <laughs> so it's a thirty um, it's actually a thirty two gig brick but yeah. you know it's a sixteen gig tablet <laughs>
1: well I guess. The- the, the only other thing it's got going for it that, that at least can somewhat make up for it is, is the fact that it does have expandable storage. Um, You know, you can put a, a – it's either an SD card or a micro SD. Um, it's micro SD. Micro SD, yeah. You yeah. can put a micro SD card in there that can be up to 64 gigs. Um So you, you can kind of counteract the, I guess, lack of internal space, but at the same time, that's still – a card you have to spend your your money above and beyond what you spend on the tablet. Sure. In order to do that.
0: Yeah, that's and that's right. And I, look, I I, I, wonder, I it makes me wonder whether or not this sort of thing, like the the fact that it's got uh, less hard disk space, is part of the reason why they're not selling so well. Because I know they're not selling as well as Microsoft Hope Yeah.
1: Well, I think Microsoft's. I just, I, I don't know what to think about them anymore.
0: <laughs> But you're so you're you're That's, the Microsoft guy. That was the hopeful one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
1: but speaking of uh, what Microsoft is doing, uh, I don't know if you've heard. There's rumors of another Surface tablet. It's not the Pro. It's the Xbox Surface tablet. Right. Uh, now th- this is still kind of not exactly confirmed. You know, rumors and you know a bit of secret documentation leaking. Um, but it's supposed to be a uh, seven-inch tablet that's, uh, I guess, supposed to be more uh, mobile slash handheld gaming. Uh, I guess the the answer to maybe like the the PlayStation Vita and you know maybe trying to be this generation's you know Game Gear.
0: Um, right. Well, look, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing to be doing. Um, I mean, that's that's. I mean I know that I, I know that uh Nintendo hasn't been doing very great uh recently at least the Game Boy hasn't been doing very well. Uh and especially and, and I think and part of the reason is is that the iPad and the uh to a certain extent the iPhone as well they're taking over because they're not just a game machine you can do things like you know you can uh you can you know browse the web and watch a movie um, chat with f- friends and check your social networks and that sort of thing like you can you can run your know, pages and stuff on them and you know but, but they also do games and they don't do games like you know badly they do games pretty dang well um and I don't see I don't really see what sort of uh, benefits having a a games centric tablet could have for microsoft
1: yeah like it, like the the market isn't really out there for single single function devices no that aren't that aren't e-readers e-readers is the only one the the only device that could kind of gets a pass in that because and even it's different, it's different enough that yeah. it, it can stand out
0: and even then like in the case of the kindle like they're still like you know they're still branching that they're kind of moving towards doing things that are not about just reading they're doing you know apps and stuff and you know the, the kindle you know fire that amazon released is a full-fledged tablet right um you know so I, I i don't know i i I don't really see that as uh as being a good thing and i mean the the thing is that that the other thing about the kindles and and the e-readers in general is that uh, it's it's actually a physical thing that provides benefit in that instance, right so the benefit of an e reader is typically that they use the e ink screens or you know that the screens that are easily easier to read because they 're not backlit uh you know they look like a regular page and that sort of thing right whereas this is like an xbox surface tablet would essentially be the same thing but kind of with a more games skewed uh, OS, I guess. And that just, that seems to be something that they could have probably just dealt with by maybe uh, bringing the, like bringing Windows 8 and Xbox kind of to being in into a more kind of uh, merged product.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, even if they just in in the surface, all they need is like a a, a games node right. or, or app, and it would have the exact same effect.
0: You yeah, know? right. I I don't I don't see this as being a, a a big a good business move for them.
1: Well, I mean, we'll we'll see what they do. Um, I, I guess if it was up to us, we'd say they wouldn't do it and put their money somewhere where they're actually likely to, you know, get a lot of sales and, and do do good for themselves rather than waste it and and release a product that's just going to help oversaturate an already oversaturated market.
0: Right. Because everybody everybody is moving into doing you know, doing tablets. It's yeah. <laughs> everybody and their and, and their dog. Um all right. So uh I mean that's all that's that's really all the follow up that we've got uh, this week.
1: So that's good. So let's just jump into the new topics.
0: That was, that was, that was like crazy quick. We, we, we knocked that out of the park in like 20 minutes or so. We did well, not like last week where we spent like, you know, two thirds of the episode talking about follow-up and then, you know, we, uh, smashed through a couple of topics before we had to kind of give up. um, well, so, what we
1: can do this time is we can spend all our time talking about how well we did with the follow up, and then <laughs> keep yes. it to only one or two topics at the end.
0: Yes, didn't didn't we do well with the, the follow up? It was it was rather amazing, I think.
1: Yes, I'm quite impressed with us. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so let's move on to some of our scheduled topics. The first of all, the first the first of all, the first one being uh, the recent release of the nexus 4 uh,
1: i i'm a I uh, I i'd say i'm excited about this it looks like it's a really good phone i wish i was due for a recontracting so i could get a new phone uh in, in the short term but ho- hopefully this will <laughs> still be good and popular by the time i can get it
0: would this be a phone that you are interested in you having
1: i i think so i mean uh, Ruby, my wife has a. Uh, well, I know you know she's my wife, but I don't know if the rest of the the listeners do. So
0: they do now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um,
1: she's got an Android phone, and it's it, it's it's different. Like the the OS. Uh, like my my current phone is a a Windows phone, which I as much as I enjoy the OS, there's just not enough there to warrant, you know warrant sticking with it sure um so, and so I, I do want to when when the time comes to move on to something else and then this phone does look does look like it, you know it's got all the right features and everything like that and it, you know at least it, it, it's it's android is one of those it, it's it's one of those os's where you can get anything on it you know and, and it's popular yeah. enough that the majority almost every game that's on ios or app not just game uh will also be um in the android
0: marketplace it was as well yeah or it has you know it has an equivalent uh app right look i guess i guess my my only concern is that uh is 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 that the build quality uh is is not great but my look i i am I, I am an apple fanboy uh, i've i've said it m- many times and will continue to tell to 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 say it uh i'm i'm not in denial about that at all Uh, I find and I've I I picked up the iPhone 5 this year and uh, am amazed by the build quality like the build quality is amazing Uh, on the other hand you know in uh, a few couple of years ago when I was you know in the business of selling phones uh, LG always had a bad rap because I mean the the Nexus 4 is built by LG um, and LG already always had a bad rap for being not great like build quality wise. I guess that's, uh, I guess uh, that would be the thing that would concern me.
1: Uh, well, uh, oddly enough, my, the phone that I'm currently using now is a LG phone. Um, right. But I don't think I've ever really had any issues with the, you know, the the actual phone itself. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's solidly built. It's probably a tad heavy and kind of bulky compared to a lot of the phones out there nowadays. But I mean, you know, b- battery life's decent. It it has got a camera. It makes phone calls. It you know, the connection's always been good. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know if it's uh, a fluke in the LG world or if it's you know, I I don't know what they were like before because this is my first LG phone. Um, so you know, I mean, I I assume that they've improved. I I would hope they improve since you you've you know, you're less experienced with them.
0: Well, look, it's been it's been a couple of years uh, since I sold them. So, look, it, they may very well have Im- have improved since then. And to the credit, you know, to their credit, it's it is a Google designed phone. I believed Google designed it. So, and, and I mean, and it's definitely got Google's name all over it. Like they're not, yes, I, I guess, you know, they're not going to let, uh, they're not going to let, uh, LG ruin their reputation. Actually, yes, it's it's. The
1: it's the, the googliest of Google phones at the <laughs> moment
0: the googliest uh, and I, I actually I find it very interesting that they've gone with l g as opposed to samsung and i wonder i wonder uh if that has uh, anything to do with the the like the recent string of Apple lawsuits that have been happening uh, between Apple and samsung
1: yeah, well, i mean it, it probably doesn't hurt to kind of get out to. I guess a different company, if, if you know, at least in everyone in the public's mind, everyone's saying Samsung is having an issue. You know, Samsung and Apple are, are going at it, and you know, oh, Samsung phones are similar to Apple's. This is, I guess, a way to differentiate themselves, even even if the phone's exactly the same as it would have been if Samsung made it. It, right. it at least puts puts that bit of, of, I guess, name separation.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is is that uh, Samsung is because Google, I'm I'm pretty sure, loses money on you know on android and uh on the other hand um samsung makes heaps so i wonder if there's tension also brewing between between those two camps um that's causing to google to kind of you know back away um who knows yeah No, well, i
1: mean oh go ahead
0: yeah no, look. I I was just going to say, um, you know, it, the phone. Look, the phone is t- certainly turning out to be very popular. So, uh, I mean, it's in fact, so popular that the uh, in the there there are a couple of news articles, and I have I am linking to them in the show notes. Uh, so. This, uh the, in the UK they they sold the the Nexus 4 went on sale and they they issued uh um they kind of they stayed away from you know physical stores with with this and i I believe that's what they did with uh, with their earlier uh phone releases as well uh so you could only buy you could only buy the Nexus 4 online uh through a web store set up by Google and in a lot of cases, uh, in the UK, they sold out within a few hours. In the case of, I know, of uh, the US and Australia, they sold out within an hour. And uh, a friend of mine who actually has order, has one on order and hasn't received it yet, uh, he was mentioning that uh, a lot of people are angry because because they went to lunch. And by the time they got back... The phone had not only gone on sale but had sold out. <laughs> within you know, within the course of a lunch break.
1: Uh, I, mean, that's, it's, it's been, I, I think uh we we might might have discussed this before on some of the other podcasts, but um you know, does does one of the things you gotta think about is does selling out mean it's popular or does selling out mean they didn't have enough stock? Or well, did, did they did they purposely limit? I mean, they also could have purposely limited stock for for this bit just to kind of um make them make it you know like saying something sold out kind of puts it in your mind. Oh, this is popular. Well, that's you know. right.
0: And I like and if you look at say if you look at say Apple, uh, you know, and they had their iPhone release uh this year, um, and very re- relatively recently and uh you know they i i believe the number is something like 2 million phones i uh, that that's the kind of you know general number that uh gets released and it's by no means you know 100% accurate um because these numbers never are they're always made to you know look not just from apple but everybody all the companies make them look you know try to make them look better than they actually are uh in the case of apple it look, they probably, they may not be making them look better than they are because, look, they're rolling around in money, uh, somewhat like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get better than that. <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, that we, we know that the iPhone is very popular bec- and we know that the iPad is very popular because, you know, they're making ridiculous sales on them and, you know, the sales of you know their mobile products are doing better than the desktop um, and you can tell that from looking at their financials. But in the case of, in the case of this, like we don't really know. And it's not something that you can really tell from the financials, uh, because it's not like you get a number that's specific to a product, you know, Google might release, uh, you know, their financials, uh, for the end of, you know, for quarter two or whatever. And, uh, it will say, you know, they made X dollars. And but that won't necessarily mean that it was for the Nexus Four. It could also be it could be for their entire line of mobile products. Um, it might also then include you know losses or or additional income that they uh, that they received. It may not necessarily uh, involve just a phone, um, and they don't necessarily always uh, release that sort of figuring.
1: Yeah, and I think at the same time you got to realize that. Um, like with Android devices, there's a lot more devices out there. Like it, it isn't with like, you know, if you want an iOS device, you're going for Apple. And so Apple can prepare to sell, you know, a couple million of them. And, you know, it, like it, it knows sure. how, you know, it has, a, has an idea of how many it needs, you know, it's, it's going to sell and how many it needs to have in stock with, with this, you know, you can go out, go out to the store today, and you probably find easily find you know ten to fifteen different Android phones. Yeah, um, at very different so, prices. Exactly. So you know, as much as Google could say, "Oh, this phone's going to be popular," they're they're not going to really have any idea how many people are going to really actually want the phone.
0: Sure.
1: You know, because they could they could know. All right, uh, you know, a million people are going to get Android phones in the next six months. Well, which one? You know, they they can't guarantee it's going to be theirs or their, you know, that specific one. It could be any of them.
0: Yep. Look, I, I don't, I, I don't think we'll ever really know, and uh, because yeah, we we can't find out. Like like I said, the financials won't necessarily tell us, uh, and Google is certainly not going to come out and say that they sold. Uh, like a a specific number. I mean, they might, but it's unlikely. Uh, Companies typically don't say that sort of, uh, release that sort of information. I can't, I can't imagine that they, they had as much stock as the iPhone had. Right. Uh, it just doesn't seem like because you know Apple didn't sell out of stock, and you know maybe maybe that's to do with like you like you were saying the the planning of like Apple you know they could plan for it and and that sort of thing. But you know uh, I I still can't imagine that you know that Google has sold two uh, two million Nexus fours uh, because I mean there's I I can't imagine that the, there's the market for it like short like there can't be and not because not because you know any other sort of you know i you know ios is better or anything like that not because of that but just because like uh, like you said there are so many devices they they can't have been like uh they they can't be enough market for you know for, for all of those Android phones phone. yeah. and and also uh and also the nexus 4 so one you know like yeah one one specific you know android phone can't have that 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 many uh people kind of clamoring for it so
1: well, plus i th- I think if it did google google would be telling everybody you know what i mean they'd be saying yeah, "Look, yeah in, in, an, in an hour we sold two million phones you know
0: yeah that's right uh and you know they said that you know they're certainly not um you know this is that's certainly not something that they would shy away from uh, or, or at least i wouldn't think they would uh because it's you know that's that's a good thing and that kind of separates them from apple who never really go out of stock and uh, like yeah like they I mean they do because you know the the stores definitely do uh the online store just kind of you know, the the shipping date gets pushed back <laughs> uh, right. by a couple of weeks uh, every time they kind of you know run out of a certain like they get past a certain level of stock uh, but, but Google just shut it down. Like they just, no more, no more. That, that, that's it. It's like, it's almost like it was a limited edition thing. Uh, yeah. and look, you know, it looks like it's going to be a good phone. I'm, um, you know, uh, I, I, it, it looks, it looks good. It's, uh, it, um, you know, Android is not a operating system to, you know, be, uh, avoided at any, at, at any, um, uh, in any way. Um, it certainly has, it certainly has its merits. I don't necessarily think it's for everyone. Uh, and a lot of people, like a lot of people will disagree with me on that, you know, because, you know, everybody should be able to have that choice and blah, 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 whatever. You know, I, I like to be able to do things that you can't do on Apple and closed and open and, you know, whatever. I, uh, you know, I don't think everybody needs that like every, not everybody needs the quote open uh capabilities that android provides uh and not everybody wants it that's that's for sure and you just have to look at the the how well apple continues to do uh, especially in the tablet market uh to for, for proof really i think yeah so moving on from android and and uh nexus 4 Let's take a... Let's have a look at some games. Speci-
1: who, do, who doesn't love games?
0: We all love games. We all love games. And if you don't love games, then perhaps you will love games after this. Mm-hmm. So what I want to... Uh, what I want to talk about is... Uh, next is, the, is Retro Game Crunch. Uh, which is... Kind of sounds like a cereal, I guess.
1: Sounds like a good cereal.
0: I'd de- I'd certainly eat it slash play it. Yeah, like it, it seems like it, it seems like a
1: cereal where the cereal pieces would look like you know Mario or Kirby or Sonic or something like or that. Or like
0: uh, space invaders and stuff.
1: There you go. Yeah, I can
0: I can definitely get behind that. Maybe that should be our our next
1: jelly and bean themed product: a a cereal with us and space invaders as the pieces.
0: I like it. I like uh, it a lot. Uh well, it's not a serial, and uh, I, will, I, will exp- I, will, uh, I will get to that in just a moment. Uh, first of all, I'm going to explain uh, what I b- believe... I'm not 100% certain how you, how you pronounce this, but I'm going to just go with Ludum. It's the Ludum Dare, uh, which is a competition that happens a few times a year uh it's an online it's held online and uh anybody can enter it's 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 open to anybody uh but basically it's a the idea behind this uh competition is that you develop uh a game idea based on a theme that they give you at the beginning of uh, of the time period uh you develop it in a in like 48 hours and there's a uh there's a kind of uh alternate one to that uh part of the ludum dare uh so it's a, so the regular ludum dare is one person over 48 hours and you get the theme at the beginning and you have you have that time to start uh produce get the idea and produce the game and have it all finished the other part of ludum dare is the jam and the jam is where you have multiple people two or three people Uh, working on a... doing basically the same thing, uh, except it's over the course of, I think, 72 hours. Uh, So three days. And you develop... They develop a game from, you know, from start to finish uh, based on the same theme. And... Uh, so I think it's it's kind of like uh you know the you know those film competitions that you kind of see sometimes where they give you a theme like it might be light bulb or it might be bubbles or something right. or it's an yeah. object or something and then you have to create a mo- like create a, a short film based on that. Uh in Australia we have Tropfest uh and I think that might actually be going a little bit uh expanding beyond australia now uh thanks to sony i believe uh but the so the uh you know they you 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 develop a a movie based on a theme well this is kind of the same thing except it's a game based on the same a theme
1: it's funny you bring it up because when i was in college i actually did do one of those you know movie challenges with some of my friends and Oh, it was awful. Like uh, we were, we were terrible, terrible actors and and, and actresses. But um, well, I was, spe- I was especially a terrible actress, being that I'm not a woman. Um, <laughs> but but it, yeah, we, we tried. We tried. I think I think that's what's important is, is we you know we put we put forth the effort, not not the skill, but the effort. You know?
0: <laughs> sure, and I, I think I think that's part of the part of the point of you know these. Uh, you know, competitions is to get people involved that maybe wouldn't normally get involved in producing a full-scale game, but, you know, they want to, you know, they want to kind of get in into, you know, they wanted to try to try producing their first game or they might be game developers, like actual game developers who, you know, indie game developers who want to kind of flex their muscles or, you know, find a way to team up with new people or something like that.
1: Right. Now, is this... Um... Is this is this like a, a console or a, a mobile or a PC or is it anything?
0: Look, I don't. Th- I I think the point of the game is that it's uh, it's available to be played at the end of the game. Uh, I don't I don't think it's available on con. Like I don't think they do console games. Typically, uh, they may do download like games where you download it to like a Windows PC or a, uh, a Mac uh, to play. Um. But typically, and all the games that i've played have been uh web based so you know they 're a flash game or whatever uh and so you play them in your browser um, because the 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 way that it works is that the end of the at the end of the time uh they get they get judged by the community and they people can vote on it uh, i think it's just the people who in, uh, who participate can vote i 'm not hundred percent certain uh you can, you know uh I'm sure you can find the find it. Uh, read more about it if you wanted to. Uh and then yeah, so they vote on it, and so it's got to be playable. So you got to be able to play it in order to actually be able to vote on it. Uh so you know, typically web based, I think, and all the ones that I've played are web based. Okay. So the reason that I talk about Ludum Dare so extensively and explain it. Uh, is because what happened was uh, so three develop- three people teamed up uh, two developers and a music guy I think he's just music he may be a developer as well but all I know about him is music uh, so their names are Sean Inman uh, Rusty Moyer and Matt Grimm they teamed up for the most recent uh, Ludum Dead jam session and they took the theme which was evolution and uh developed a game as a team um now sean inman i have followed for a while uh he was originally a web developer who's kind of turned into more of a an ios game developer he's created a few really good games for for ios that uh that uh a are very are very good uh, and ha- they have they typically have a very kind of eight bit feel to them, like a very retro feel to them, and you can kind of start to see how this is going to tie into the retro game crunch uh that I mentioned earlier, our serial <laughs> uh, so you know, typically very retro uh you think think kind of you know Super Nintendo or uh, you know old school Nintendo games. Um so they teamed up and they created a game called Super Clue Land. That's uh so Clue is C L E W. Super Clue Land. Uh it's an 8-bit kind of style game which uh which is a it's a platformer and you know throughout the game you you know your little character evolves uh you know turns like he you know evolves like fins and uh, unicorn horn and you know stuff that helps him make it through the next part of the game right so they developed the game over 3 days and then they won second prize second place uh in uh, at for the ludum dare jam and the jam is, uh, you know, they they have, so there was two second places because they they they, they uh, judge the single person entries separately to the jam entries, because um, obviously it wouldn't be fair otherwise, right? <laughs> you know, having multiple brains working on a, a thing where you know you don't have some other people and you have one, uh, and a longer period of time as well because it goes over three days as opposed to two, so they, they're right. judged separately. Uh, and they won second place uh, for the for the jams, uh, and so, but they then uh, turned it, and it's this is something that uh, Sean has done before, where he's he's um, you know participated in Ludum Dare, uh, and he's done that on a few occasions, and that's how I know about Ludum Dare in the first place. I uh, and he's then gone on to he's taken the uh, the game that he produced for Ludum Dare, and he's kind of refined it. And turned it into something, uh, more interesting. And in one case, he developed a game for L- for Ludum Dare, uh, which he did by himself and then turned it into an iOS game, uh, down the track. Uh, I can't think of off the top of my head of what the game is called, but it was, it was, you know, it was a very simple game and it kind of it worked very well on, on the, uh, touch devices. Anyway, beside the point, so they developed Super Clue Land over the three days, and then they spent a month or so refining it to the point where they now have a game that's a lot more polished and has proper, you know, uh, boss levels and stuff like that. Uh, and so, what they've and in fact, they enjoyed doing the Ludum Dare so much together, and they found that they clicked together. So they've decided to do the whole thing over again and again and again and again and again. Uh, And they've started up something, or rather they're hoping to start up something called Retro Game Crunch. And here's where we get back to the cereal. (laughs) Um, So what this is, is it's a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, where they're going they 're trying to raise some money so that they can uh over the course of the next six months produce six more games together uh, and they 'll do them in essentially the same way that they worked on super clue land and in fact super clue land will be available to the backers immediately upon the uh well as soon soon after the uh, the project is backed so essentially okay. you get uh, you immediately get a game that is already already essentially complete the so they're going to do uh, basically what they're going to do is they're going to uh, allow the backers to vote on a particular uh, theme in the same way that, you know, they were provided the theme for uh, Ludum Dare and then the winning theme each month, they will then uh, jam on for three days uh to create a game and then i think that will be released off the top of my head uh to the backers so that the backers can then you know play it and then over the course of the following month they're going to continue to work on it to kind of polish it and give it a bit of uh you know a bit of a spit shine i guess um yeah, so basically what they're going to be doing is releasing, first of all, once the project is backed, they'll release a game, and then over the course of the following six months, they're going to release a game every month, which is different.
1: That's, yeah, I was going to say, that, that's not bad, considering usually, um, especially with, with uh, I guess, tech-related products, you spend, you know, 150 bucks, and you, you get you might get something you know 6 to 6 months to a year after the the project project is funded and right. that's even assuming that the company doesn't you know go bankrupt and and not provide anything yeah right you know by that time
0: no and like and you see that a lot like i've i've backed several projects um where i'm you know i i backed them you know 12 months ago and i'm still yet to see any sort of uh um actual result i keep you keep getting a lot of the time and especially with uh with tech related products you get that you know they they start out all gung-ho and then there's kind of you know and you wait and you wait a little bit you wait a little bit more and then there's an update to say oh so it turns out that we were a little bit you know too uh too eager and we actually need more time so we're gonna you know we have to push back the release by a month and then, you know, you wait a bit more and you wait some more and then it's like, oh, well, actually we need a couple more weeks uh, because this didn't work out the way that we'd hoped. And, you know, it, it kind of ends with, you know, you, you wait so long for a product and you don't normally, like in in the tech world and in game, like in the game world, like you hear about a game and you kind of hear, like, you know, it's it's interesting, uh, you know, and you, you know, I, uh, you but then, when once it comes down to buying it, you go out and get it, or you order it online and it gets shipped within a few days, or you know, within. I think you know, in the case of you know, the longest that I've ever waited for a tech product is the is the um, outside of Kickstarter. That is, of course, uh, is you know the iPad Mini, which I ordered uh, when immediately as soon as you could order them, and it still is not going to be shipped until the end of November. Um, but, but at
1: least with with like that, at least you know that that date is what it is when you're going to get it. It's going to be right. That's right. November, And if they they say, no, it'll actually be January of 2014, you know,
0: that's right. And they, you know, they, that like typically if that's the, if that's the case and you have to wait a little bit, you know, you're definitely going to get it, you know, or they're going to, you know, they're going to make sure that you get it because they, um, you know, it's important. And I think, I think that's a big problem with most Kickstarter projects is that, uh, really the only benefit that you're getting like and i guess i guess it's a little bit of a uh selfish way of looking at kickstarter in that you know oh gosh i i shouldn't have to wait for x product any more, any longer than you originally planned but on the other hand you know there is such a there's almost an expectation at the at the at the moment where if you get a, if you back a Kickstarter project, you know they they're probably going to extend it by at least a couple of months because of something, um, and I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's a bad thing. I, I think that you know these people like the the people that are producing these Kickstarter projects should definitely be held accountable to it, um, to you know the the, the fact that they, that they go so long over time.
1: Yeah, and it's one of the one of the things. Like, if, if they're gonna um sell a product and be an actual business, they need to work like actual businesses. You know, they can't right. just keep they can't just keep going. Oh, we're new, so we're going to do things. You know, like 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 we're like standards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it, it's not like these people are family, and you're letting them borrow money, knowing that they'll eventually pay you back, but you don't have a set date. Like, you know. When when you give these people money, you're entering into a contract, you know. Right. Saying I'm giving you money, and you you're giving me, you know, service or product or whatever it is at some set time frame, not whenever you're ready.
0: Right. So, to get back to retro game crunch, I think this is a good direction for a Kickstarter to be going, and I think it should be should definitely be rewarded. So, uh, for those of you who have a few extra dollars go play some super clue land. Maybe if you, if you really feel that you need to be uh, proven that this is, uh, this is worthwhile and, and, and back it because I think by backing these projects where they're actually going to, uh, actually going to stick to the schedule and we know that they will because they've, they've, they've done it already like with one game and there's no reason why they, 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 they can't do it over and over again. Uh, I think I think it's I think it's something to be commended. And it certainly is a good like it, uh, you know the the game the version of Super Clue Land that I've I have played is is certainly you know a worthwhile game uh to be played you know maybe not for money but it's definitely a worthwhile game to be f- made uh, to be played for free and it is available for free and the polished version I can't see why you know having having played games by you know by Sean before and having uh seen uh what they what they did with super clue land you know the with the in a couple of days i can't see why it wouldn't be worth uh you know backing them and seeing you know and proving to them that you know that uh we want you know this sort of thing and i mean they're 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 small retro games like you know a lot of the games that you see on Kickstarter these days are you know big uh, epic kind of games um that you know are probably going to take a couple of years to 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 do Um, these are, you know, the retro platform style, well, maybe not platform style, but you know, uh, retro type games that you would, you know, you would have played on your your Nintendo or, or your Sega or whatever. And, uh, which is still good. You know, we, we love our retro games.
1: Sure. And we love our, our retro game, uh, themed cereal as well.
0: We do. We do. And I, I really do think that there should be a cereal. Maybe maybe we can launch a Kickstarter campaign for that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to put the link for the Kickstarter into the show notes uh, because I think it's definitely certainly worth having a look at at any, at any rate, uh, whether or not you decide to back it. And I've backed it. So I've put my money where my mouth is. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to playing.
1: I, I promise to take a look at Super Clue Land and then go from there.
0: But not now, not now. You have yes, to wait until well, the episode is finished. You can't, you can't go and play now. Well, I mean, I can
1: because you're still here to talk, but the <laughs> listeners can't because they need to pay attention.
0: Yeah, they need. You need to pay attention too. Otherwise, how are you going to respond? I can, well, well I, I just
1: treat it like I do most conversations. let just go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so
1: i i hear there's been a uh a new special something in your life
0: there has been there has been uh you may remember from the last episode a couple of weeks ago i had plans and we mentioned it briefly very briefly uh i had plans to play uh assassin's creed over the following weekend uh at the point that we recorded the last uh episode I hadn't actually collected mine uh even though it had already been released um for you know work related reasons in that I had to do work uh <laughs> <laughs> damn you uh th- so I I I kept my word and I spent the most of the weekend the following weekend uh once I, had, you know, posted the podcast, I promptly got into my tracksuit pants and played Assassin's Creed for uh, almost, you know, almost a couple of days straight. And <laughs> yes, it was uh, it was rather amazing.
1: Now, now I have to ask: when, when you got the game, did it uh, did it have all the proper discs in it?
0: Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well,
1: I, I ask, uh, because, uh, twice in the past week, there's been some stories about, uh, games coming out that had either mislabeled discs or the wrong game entirely. Um, right. and, and not, and, and not just like, you know, one or two cases, but like, you know, enough people that it made it into a news story. Uh, first was a uh, LEGO Lord of the Rings, uh, all the discs had the demo label still on them like they yeah. they weren't demos they were actually it ended up they they were all like the full you know the full feature game but someone had misprinted you know had had forgot to update the way, you know whatever uh whatever file they used to to you know to print to the print the disks exactly um and the other one was Black Ops 2 for PC one of the disks was not Black Ops 2 but was in fact Mass Effect 2 oh which oddly enough, is made by a completely different company. So it's not even, you know, some warehouse, all of, you know, Activision games, and someone mixed them all up. It, it, you know, it was 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 a completely different publisher. So (laughs) someone somewhere really screwed up.
0: In maybe one of the distribution places or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, no no one's had any, I guess, more details about it, but, I mean, I, I assume they all get them. They probably all get imprinted and, you know, packaged at the same, you know, the same type of places.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, one of a few places, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Um, but, but BioWare, the, uh, creators of Mass Effect, uh, had a, had a neat little, uh, I guess almost like a jab at, uh, Black Ops. And they, and they said, you know, they, they said, oh, we, you know, we've heard the story about, you know, Black Ops players getting Mass Effect instead. So if you can prove that, you're one of the people who's who's been affected, and you're one of the first 50 people to do so. We'll give you uh, a free copy of the Mass Effect trilogy. That's all right. Yeah, well, I mean, like that's especially pretty good considering they had nothing to do with the problem.
0: Yeah, and it's always nice when a company uh, when a company comes out and does that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it kind of says, "Hey, here's free stuff."
0: <laughs> yes, no, we we all uh, we all love free stuff, just like we all love our game retro game themed cereal
1: there you go now if only that was free then (laughs) we'd have the best of best of everything the
0: best of everything somebody make this happen please yeah anyway so uh, on assassin's creed 3 i i do have uh quite an extensive level of notes for uh for this game uh including a few kind of uh things that i thought that were it was lacking uh, for starters, I'd like to kind of delve into the story. Uh, for those who haven't ever uh, played or don't really have an understanding of what Assassin's Creed is about, uh, it's a series of games. Um, there are five in total, even though this one is uh, this is one is number three. It's the trilogy of five. Uh, and essentially what it is is that it's set in the uh near future uh you play a character named Desmond Miles uh he is uh he's basically uh he's being captured by a company called Abstergo and he's being is kind of uh they're, what they're doing is they're putting him in a machine which allows him to uh kind of experience his ancestors' uh, memories. What that kind of does is then the game has two kind of uh, parts to it. So you have the part that's set in the near future where you play Desmond, and then you have the part that's where Desmond, you're playing Desmond who is actually uh, experiencing another character's memories. So you're playing as that character, basically. Uh, Okay. And so there are, over the course of the five games, there's uh, there's three major uh, ancestors, I guess. Uh, The first one is a guy named Altair uh the second is a guy named Ezio and the most recent one is a guy named Connor now all these people are assassins uh which is why i guess the game has its uh its title assassins creed makes some sense i guess
1: well, one would out. so <laughs>
0: Uh, so the the key part to this is that there are two major forces in the game uh the assassins which are a group of uh, uh of people who are you know trying to um, fight for freedom and that sort of thing uh very noble uh, and then there is uh the uh, the templars uh who in you know in modern day uh, you know run the company abstergo uh and they are you know kind of they kind of want to control everything so that, you know, because, you know, only through control can you really find, you know, peace or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess the game kind of makes it sound a little bit less, uh, cliche than I do. Uh, but that's that's typically that's basically how how the game works so i mean it's and it's a historical like it's based on historical events so throughout throughout the game you play through various uh, parts of history and you kind of experience history by being involved in it in a in a way uh, so you kind of and i mean it's not necessarily 100% accurate because you know you could this is, it's not really meant to be, uh, because, you know, they've got to tie in the, the, the characters, you know, that they, they have, uh, and the, you know, the world that they've created, but it's like, it's, it kind of gives you a new look at, uh, at, you know, what happened, what happened. And it certainly, it certainly kind of opens up history to a whole, whole new kind of uh, crowd. And I mean, I'm not, I'm no, not into history at all. Like you, like at school, you, you, you know, put me in history class and I'll fall asleep. Uh, I, you know, history is not my thing. Um, I'm very much present and future. I love sci-fi. Uh, I, but this makes it interesting and it's 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 always made it interesting and it's definitely interesting even for people who are into uh into history and uh you know and and the sort of things that happened uh during the you know the, the time frames that the uh that these games are based in because uh, like the first game is based around the uh, is based around the crusades. So you've got, you know, you meet Joan of Arc and you have, you know, fighting with, with uh, King Richard and stuff like that. Uh, then, you know, the, the second and the, the Assassin's Creed two, and then, you know, brotherhood and that, uh, they're, they're based in Italy and you kind of play through and you visit Rome and, you know, there's, um, Meet the Pope and stuff like that. So there is all that sort of stuff,
1: as you do when you are in Rome.
0: Yeah, you. you, you we well, you look. No, at,
1: or, or should I have said when in Rome, right?
0: Yeah, when in Rome, kill the Pope, <laughs> yeah. uh, assassinate the Pope, that is. Um, and then in the third game, it's based in the American Revolution. So you have things like you know the Boston Tea Party thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and a few other kind of. American history things, uh, which I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm not, I, I was not as into the American history stuff as I was into the Italian and, uh, and, you know, the crusades and, and that sort of thing. And I think that's uh, partly that's because, well, I'm not American. Um, and so it had no bearing on me, whereas the other ones, uh, you know, eventually kind of don't do. Um, so I think that, uh, that Maybe that was clouding my my judgment a little bit. The But to get back to Assassin's Creed 3, uh, now that I've kind of explained it in excessive detail. So Assassin's Creed 3, there's two storylines. There's, uh, there's Desmond's storyline, which has been kind of occurring over the course of the previous four games. Uh, and there's the story of Connor. And Connor is new to this particular game, because previous to this, it was Ezio. And you saw kind of Ezio through to the end and now we're what now we're doing uh we're doing Connor and so Desmond's story is very anticlimactic um I it's been a lot of a build-up because it's happened over the course of the f- previous four games and I've waited a while we've waited a while for the uh for this particular game to come out and Uh, you know, we were building up towards this ending. And even throughout the game, we were building up to this kind of grand ending. And then it just kind of, they kind of went, oh, yeah, oh, well, you know, you could go this way or this, or you could go that way. Uh, And neither of them are really great, but okay, we'll just end it. And then they just kind of ended it.
1: Do you think that your opinion of the ending was... Because it wasn't a good ending, or because it was an ending that you had, I guess, waited for so long through all those games for, and you've kind of built up in your head.
0: I have to be honest. I think that the uh, I think it was definitely the writing uh, in this case. Um, you know, they the I think with a couple of major, well, not major, a couple of minor tweaks to the end, like to the ending for Desmond's storyline. I think it could have been uh, definitely better. I mean it may not have been you know a, a a masterpiece or anything like that but I mean that that's not what I don't think that's what we were expecting I think we were just expecting it to be a satisfying ending and I don't think it was I think it was a, a very unsatisfying ending and I don't want to go into it too much and I don't want to explain it too much because I'm I don't want to uh, to give away spoilers but I'm not I wasn't keen on it um and if you do want to talk spoilers with with me about it, um I'm happy I'm happy to kind of uh you know talk about that. We we may we may go back to it uh, at some stage in the future, but you know, you can you can contact us. We have and I'll I'll we'll explain that at the end of the episode. Um so the other the other storyline that's in in Assassin's Creed 3 is Connor's storyline. Now Connor is uh, is the assassin that you, you know, the ancestor that you uh you go kind of you you experience uh, his memories. Uh and his story is cliché. And that's really the only way to put it. It's uh, it's a very typical hero's journey uh which as an example uh Star Wars uh is, you know, it's it's the it's the uh, story of, you know, the the underdog or the, you know, the, the regular Joe who, uh, you know, goes through the process of becoming a hero. You know, he, he has all these troubles and he becomes a hero and saves the universe and gets the girl. And uh, so that's, that's the hero's journey.
1: Also known as the monomyth, just for, for those out there that, you know, didn't want a Wikipedia hero's journey themselves and wanted me to do it for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but yeah, star Wars is very well known for that, uh, is very well known for the being, being a hero's journey, uh, tale. Uh, there are many, many movies that rely on, uh, the same formula or a, a formula based on that, uh, and assassin's creed three, uh, look it it is very like the whole series is very much like that uh to us to various extents um uh connor is very definitely very definitely and i can um uh you can definitely see it as you kind of play as you uh once you get towards you know through the game uh but on the other hand it's also satisfying as an ending like you you learn things during the like during the the end and it's uh it's it's an, it's like you feel you like you actually f- feel things uh for the character at the end of the game right um, whereas uh, you, you don't, i don't really think I did with Desmond and which is which is strange because this game we just met Connor really uh in this game and we feel something at the end of the game we met Desmond you know a long time ago you know 5 games ago uh and you know it's it's kind of that i, I that's also you know it's it, it, there's nothing to feel about it because it was it was disappointing so that's the uh that's the like that's the story kind of thing it's it's and I, and i mean that's not to say that it's ter- a terrible game and don't play it like, like definitely go and you know go and play it uh it's it's very worthwhile uh especially if you enjoy history and even if you don't like uh I'm like I said I don't enjoy history um but as a general rule but you know I I definitely got into Assassin's Creed and uh we you know during our recent visit to Europe uh where we visited Cardiff we also you know, went through Italy and visited some of the places in the uh in the um in some of the earlier games and you know, it's uh, I found you know it's it kind of opened up a whole new uh, thing for me, I guess. With the gameplay, I think that you know the thing the thing with that is that, I mean, I I enjoyed uh, playing the game, and you know enjoyed all the bits with especially where you get to play Desmond. That's that's that was always fun because that's kind of set in the you know near fu- near future, and you do things like um, scale you know skyscraper and you know go through a boxing match arena and stuff like that. Uh, do
1: you assassinate
0: people? Yes, kind of. You definitely like beat up some people.
1: Uh, that's close <laughs> enough, as as long as there's you know violence while you're scaling. And uh, you is do. I,
0: I'm pretty sure you assassinate some people towards the end of the game. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, and like the gameplay has been improved over the over the previous uh, versions. Uh, previous releases editions i don't know um you know so you know it's uh, it, there are improvements but on the other hand there are also things that have kind of gone backwards i think uh in that you know, for instance uh, you know it's a, it's a stealth game right uh, assassins creed is a stealth game and you, at least you would think it would be um one of the things that really kind of sucks in this game oddly enough is stealth huh. uh You know, some of it's really cool. Like, you know, uh, one of the things that they added in this game is that uh, you kind of can stick to a corner, right? Uh, So you can kind of... uh, Like, you know how in some games you can kind of take cover or whatever? Well, in this... In Assassin's Creed, you can kind of hide behind a corner and then the cool thing about it is that uh, like for when a cat, when an enemy character is kind of walking around you'll hide more in the corner uh or hide more behind the wall uh as as they kind of come into view and you'll kind of come back out when they when they when they go so it's very it's kind of a more natural feeling hiding because i mean as an example there's a there's a there's a part where you hide behind a tent and like you can hide behind a tent and there's a guard that kind of walks up uh, and passed on the other side of the tent, and as he as he kind of walks, you kind of hides more behind the tent and kind of leans back, leans back into the tent.
1: Okay, so so he reacts as a person actually hiding would react, as opposed yeah. to just stand in place and
0: and it and it's kind. I, yeah. I found that especially cool because you know the tent the tent has an angle to it, and it's not just a straight thing, and it's not like they just kind of went, oh, well, you know he's hiding and so it looks you know it doesn't matter how it looks as long as you you know the game kind of goes on it's not they they actually uh they actually made the attempt to make it so that uh you could see that he was actually hiding like he was pulling back into the angle that the tent was at so that you know they couldn't see him and I, I found that very nat like that very natural and very nice but on the other hand it's inconsistent uh one of the things that i kind of ran into a problem with is in one of the scenes you're trying to uh you're trying to steal a key uh from another character from a like a a, a non-playable character i guess mm-hmm. uh and you're in jail which makes means that you're kind of constantly under watch and you're not you know you, you can't uh you can't do anything really uh major you just have to you know have to be really really stealthy and so you kind of, the way that he kind of walks around, you can hide behind a corner and you do the, like, you know, lean up against the wall and stuff. And as he comes, you kind of duck behind it all. but then you go and you try to press the button to pickpocket. And even though it says pickpocket, suddenly you'll hear this <laughs> because you've just whistled and you've just gotten his attention and he's come around the corner and he starts beating the crap out of you. <laughs> uh, and I, I I tried this for, you know, for a half hour or 45 minutes or so. And then I tried and I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it's the corner thing. Maybe you just need to, you just need to pick his pocket without hiding at all. And so the problem there is that he knows that you're doing it because yeah. you're not really hiding it. And, um, you know, people are very alert and so you pick his pocket and then he starts beating on you and then, you know, the guards come and you have to start again. So it was. It was kind of that was kind of frustrating, and eventually, I've just I just kind of went. Well, maybe the, the only thing, the only option I have left, uh, is to just kill him. I just I, I have I've come to the end of my rope, and he has to die. <laughs> uh, well,
1: I mean, Ubisoft is telling you that you know maybe stealing's wrong, but murder's alright.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right, kids. Yeah, don't steal, just murder. For, yeah. for you know. mm.
1: maybe not the right lesson to be taken away from this.
0: <laughs> uh, so you know, it's I. Uh, I think that's um, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a that's a problem. Like, like that's a that's a major prop kind of flaw, and I, and that's it's that's not the only one. There are several others, and there are several other things where. Uh, you know, there, there are several other bits of the game where, you know, there's kind of, there's kind of weird things that happen. Uh, you ride with, uh, Paul Revere. Okay. Um, and you know, you know, what's, what's he say? Like, what's the line that he says? I think it's like the British are coming, the British are coming or whatever. Um, by land, by land. Um, so no, he doesn't actually yell that, uh, you're riding, you're the one that's actually driving the horse and he's just the navigator. Uh, a glorified GPS, if you will. <laughs> and he doesn't yell, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming. He yells, you're going the right way. <laughs> uh, to the left, Connor, to the left, and points right. To the left. You're pointing right, man. Which way do you want me to go? You're, to the left. Oh. Yeah, so like, there, there were several problems. And, you, you know, it's uh overall it's better than say the first game which i i uh i found difficult to play uh it definitely wasn't difficult to play but it was it was frustrating in points and i i i think that's that's a a, a down side to the game right uh another thing was that you know the the boss levels where you fight you know the when you fight the big baddies that you've kind of you know uh learned about during the course of the game uh had a lot of cutscenes, a lot of cutscenes, and you'd you'd kind of fight, you'd fight, uh, you'd be fighting, and then you know two seconds after you kind of throw them, there'd be a cutscene, and you'd you know then you'd be kind of be all over the place, and then uh, then the, then you go back to fighting, and you can fight for a couple of seconds, and then you know there's another cutscene and, and more fighting and more cutscenes. Yeah,
1: it, yeah it, to it, me that just this feels like a. Uh... Like they have to force the story, as opposed right. to letting it kind of fit in with with gameplay. It's like no, no, no. If if we don't say the, these exact words, nothing else makes sense from here on out.
0: Right, and I don't necessarily think that that was required. Like there are other ways to do the things that they were trying to do with the cutscenes that wouldn't have required going to a cutscene and kind of. Uh, forcing you out of the um out of that uh kind of mode that you're in. And another thing like a, like you know how uh, the typically these days with uh especially with Xbox games um you get those cut scenes that are kind of half cut scenes and you'll be watching the cut scene and then all of a sudden like a an X will appear on the screen in a circle and you're like, "Oh, I have to press X." It wasn't yeah. even like those ones. It was like story and uh you know just kind of a little bit of additional animation that wasn't really necessary, and um I feel like there was a lot of unnecessary stuff in in the game like um not just like not just the cutscenes but like um you know those additional stuff that they add to games where you where you play like uh, you you do things like you might uh and in, in this in this particular place you like you free controlled territories, which is something that you know previous Assassin's Creed games, uh, started out with. And then they, like, they've gone into, you know, then there's this whole thing where they, uh, well, they've done it in this game, but it's not necessary to the game. Like it in the previous games, yeah, it was. It helped, you know, it, it pushed the story along and you made stuff, you know, your doing so helped you kind of get a better, you know, not necessarily a better ending. It's not like the story was any different, but it certainly helped with the game. In right. this particular case, like all it did was, okay, there's not as many enemies around. And even that didn't really uh, hinder in any way. Um, I found that you know while I was you know going around New York, for instance, you know in the places where I kind of wanted there to be less enemies, there still weren't. It's they it were still <laughs> there. It was just that you know the regular ones that normally you would see walking around uh, were you know were now not enemies or not as enemies as as the you know, the as the uh, the previous ones were. And so, like, there's and there's plenty of that. And I so, look, I'm I'm definitely a story guy. Like, as far as these games are concerned, I I play for the story, and anything else that is extra kind of either gets left behind, or it gets like, uh, or I'll play it, but only if it's really kind of necessary to my my experience.
1: I will see. I'm a bit opposite. I, I like I like trying to see. And, and play like you know as much of the game as I possibly can like not not necessarily a hundred percent because you know I just get bored and angry you know you oh, know jump jump try to jump through a bunch of hoops sure. to get to the the one thing but you know I'll definitely be like oh there was that one you know that one door uh, you know all the way you know an hour an hour back I'll just I'll just backtrack and just just to see what's in the door it could be something cool you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and I can understand, you know, somebody doing that sort of stuff and, you know, it's certainly ex- uh, interesting to kind of go back and, you know, try and uh, do some different things and play with things differently. But I felt like there was too much of it. Um, like I was nearly all the way through the game and I, like, I, I like I left it for a while and came back, you know, uh, and I was, I was, like, nearly through the story, but I'd only finished, like, 30-something percent of the game. Right. And that just... That, to me, just kind of felt like I was... Like, it, it felt terrible. Like, I felt like I wasn't getting everything out of the game that I should have been. And I think there are still ways of making that extra content, like, that extra stuff that, like, kind of affect your game. At least more extensively than they did here. Um, So... Yeah, and there, like there, and there is plenty of other things, and I could go, I could go through them all. Things like, you know, the weapon selection in this particular iteration uh, has been changed, and now it takes you extra time to call your horse. Uh, so you you can you, you can ride horses in the game, um, and that's been around for a little while now, and you actually have a horse that you can call upon any time you like, and it will just kind of, you know, gallop up as when when you call it right to call it in this particular game and i i can't can't remember exactly how you call it in other other uh, like the previous games but i'm fairly certain it wasn't you know this this extensive to 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 call the horse you have to select a weapon that is actually the call horse weapon i guess <laughs> it's not really a weapon and then once you've selected that weapon you can then press the attack button or whatever you know the one of the buttons to call the horse that you would normally use to shoot that weapon or whatever right and then once your horse is called then you have this useless call horse button that you uh, if you want a weapon back in that hand you have to then go in and select your weapon uh that you want and then you can have a weapon and then you can get a new horse and you can ride or you can get on your horse and then select your weapon and then ride. But it's like it it's just little things like that that kind of make the, the, the experience uh not all it can be. Right. But look, it was a good game, and I certainly would recommend playing it, especially for the uh, and especially if you've been playing the previous ones. Um, and if you haven't played the previous ones, then definitely go and you know try it out because I think it's a very interesting game for for everybody. And I mean, Mel, uh, my wife, um, is is interested in it from a polit- from a history point of view. Uh, you know, and she's interested in playing it. <laughs> in, in fact, uh, after I'd finished the storyline. I kind of gave her a little bit of a tour on how exactly you uh, how, how you kind of handle the character, and you know she she wants she wants to play it, and she was she was saying that she wants a girlfriend uh, mode, okay. <laughs> uh, like like the Borderlands um, one. Uh, the so you know it's she's she's interested in playing. She's no, by no means a gamer, uh, or you know she's she's certainly not a. As, as into it as i as i am but she's definitely interested in the in the history side of it so she's uh interested in the playing the games and i think that that kind of calls that kind of points that out that it's worth playing if you if you, even if you're not into uh into the type of game anyway because it's it's got a whole bunch of layers to it uh even even if this particular uh version this particular game is uh uh, less, lesser than you know the previous ones.
1: All right. So, so what would what, what's your final jelly rating of Assassin's Creed Three out of a, ten a, a jellies?
0: Jelly, out of ten jellies. Yes. Uh, I get. I guess I'd give it a seven.
1: Okay, so seven out of ten jellies. Yeah. yeah so seven out of ten jellies approved of Assassin's Creed Three.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's what uh you you, you, there you go Ubisoft uh you can put that on your website 7 out of 10 jellies. <laughs> yeah. Uh you, you'll thank me. You'll thank me. Um anyway, on Assassin's Creed, uh they're also re- re- releasing uh there's a movie in the works uh that has been kind of in and out of the 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 movie news recently and uh i bring it up now because well it's kind of it's a good tie-in, i guess <laughs> uh so sony uh about a year ago bought the rights to i guess it's just the movie franchise uh i'm not sure if it's if it's more than that but it's definitely just the it's definitely the movies uh and they've signed uh recently fairly recently they signed michael fassbender on to to star and uh look i'm I not think- sure how i'm i feel about him as a uh as a as desmond but i mean he may not be he may not be playing Desmond they may take a different approach to it
1: uh, uh not, that actor was magneto right in the latest X-Men. uh he
0: was in x men as magneto uh he was in uh, there's another one that he was in recently, Prometheus. He was in Prometheus. He played uh, David the Android. Okay. And uh, I believe he was also in Inglorious Bastards. Right, which I right. can't remember which character he was, but I'm pretty sure he was in there.
1: He was. And I just quickly went and Googled him so I could see what he looked like and remind myself. Uh, I think he was the British film reviewer who joined up with the bastards when they went to the pub. right. Uh, the the one who who made the counting mistake.
0: Ah, the three two thing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so look, I don't know how I feel about him, but I mean he it's not like he does bad movies. So I guess I can I'm I'm still hopeful for it. I'm I'm certainly hoping that they don't ruin it. Uh right. because I feel I feel like video game movies have a t- have typically been bad uh with maybe a few exceptions.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's one of those things that it, like they're in the same, uh, zone, I guess that superhero movies were in, you know, 10 years ago where like, you know, there weren't, there weren't really any good ones coming out. Um, and people probably would have laughed at you if you said 10 years from now, there's going to be, you know, big blockbuster movies about superheroes that everyone goes to see. Right. And, and I, I think video games are, are in the same, the same way. They just need that one good movie to kind of push them into the, you know, the blockbuster zone. Right. And, and that's all it'll take. And, and, you know, it just, it just needs to be the right balance of, you know, the right game, the right, the right screenwriter, the right actor and the right director, you know, which is, you know, you know, what, what you'd expect, but it's just, it's just something that video games, video game movies just don't seem to have or yeah. haven't seemed to have so far.
0: Well, I mean, and there's exceptions, obviously. I, uh, I mean, uh, um, Resident Evil, I think, is like it's been it's done pretty well. I think what it's up to like its fourth yeah.
1: installment. Well, see, with with that movie, it's it's done well, but I don't know if that necessarily means it's good.
0: Well, true. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and I think you know at least with, and I think you could say that with a couple of the superhero movies back before the whole you know uh, recent like. Um, batman reboot like you know some of them did do well but uh, you know not necessarily uh critically acclaimed
0: yeah yeah no they they weren't necessarily great movies no i can see that and uh yeah look i i guess i guess i can kind of uh i can kind of stay hopeful and uh I certainly won't, you know, uh, you know, it's Assassin's Creed. It means, it means a lot to me because I've, you know, I've spent, I've kind of invested, uh, you know, a certain amount of time into it, uh, into, you know, into uh, its story. And I guess I just want, you know, want it to be done right by, uh, on, on the big screen. But mm. I'm hoping I'm hoping that it will mean that more people will get into it, uh, because it, it, is, it is an excellent franchise, and I, I definitely recommend Assassin's Creed to it, to anybody who is even slightly curious about it.
1: Yeah, well, you know, what, it's funny. It's funny that uh, Ubisoft is also, um, I guess, auctioned off the rights to another one of their games, uh, Splinter Cell, uh, for the oh, right. Um, well, they're, this ser-
0: one- yeah, they're certainly not uh, not you. Know, pussyfooting around
1: yeah um and and this one's got a a big a big name associated with it as well we got uh tom hardy is Uh, signed on to play sam fisher the main character who's you know the kind of like the secret agent covert ops type of guy
0: and he was uh uh, he played bane in the most recent batman
1: that's right so it just reconnects to the superhero uh talk it does it does full circle
0: well, did. and and Magneto uh, was was. Oh, that's true. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: this is like, I feel like this is a conspiracy.
0: It, it it clearly is, but hope well. Hopefully, look, I'm hoping that by uh, in uh, involving you know names that people recognise that that means that they'll be more uh, accepted, and hopefully we'll we'll get to you know we'll, that. You know, they'll, the filmmakers behind them will live up to that kind of task.
1: Yeah, well, we, we can only
0: help. We can. And uh, well, I guess that's probably as good as any place to uh, to finish things up. Uh, so, so if you are interested and uh, checking out any of the stuff that we've talked about further, Uh, you can find the show notes that we have put together uh, on the website for this episode. Uh, The website is jellystyle.com forward slash podcasts forward slash jelly and bean forward slash three, because this is the third episode. Uh, We would appreciate it uh, if you took the time to review us on iTunes. iTunes. Uh, on the iTunes Store, uh, it's it's one of the best ways to for us to get new listeners, and more listeners means more jelly and bean, maybe, maybe, hopefully, Pro- probably. <laughs> let's let's be honest, probably. Uh, you can contact us. You can get in contact with us if you want to correct us on anything or uh, or talk to us further about spoilers or whatever. Uh, you can. Uh, You can do that from the website. Uh, You can go straight to jellystyle.com forward slash contact, which is super easy. Uh, You can also talk to me and Brandon on Twitter. Uh, Brandon is at Brandroid Attack, and I am at Jellybean Soup. So that's all. Thank you very much for listening uh as for to our third episode uh we hope we will see you maybe hear from you maybe meet you in the street i don't know maybe we hope you'll be back next time for episode four bye.